0: Welcome to the 17th episode of Born in Trouble. I'm your host, John X, with my prestigious guest this evening, Mr. We'll we'll start from, are we going east to west today? We're going west to east? West to east. West to east. So first, Mr. Grant Lancaster, say what's going on today.
1: What's happening, PM?
0: That's it, Grant Lancaster. Now we're gonna come a little bit down. I'm gonna say Rob Brooks work, because I know you're at that right at the end of New Jersey, outside of Philadelphia, home of the famous cheese steak and not much else. Really? With all the stuff Philly got, you got cheese steak and nothing else. Huh? Come what? on, brother. What'd I do? what on, I do? Bro.
2: Come, on, bro. <laughs> come on, bro. You gotta do better than that. Philly.
3: Philly got some problems. All right, all right. A little Philly bit of pa- that was a little stuff. that
0: was a little passive aggressive from you. I'm sorry, Rob. I apologize. Well, let's be honest. No, you're not. All right, but we're gonna (laughs) start. But listen, we're gonna start with the lesson that brother to brother, I can't apologize to my brother, even if it is whether it's sincere or not.
2: Well, y'all can hear it. Sincere the day is long, but I
0: hear it and I accept it because you know what, we're gonna keep it moving. I'll be judged when I. I'll be judged when I die, and finally, Mr. Winston (laughs) Meekle, Winston, how you doing today, brother?
3: Good evening. Good evening, brothers. I'm doing well here from northern New Jersey. Ready nope. to get it on? It's got some hot topics, I understand, so I'm kind of excited.
0: Northern yeah, New Jersey in the house, representing, representing. Winston is a, is a second time guest here. The other gentleman, I'm sure that we're that you guys are aware of, and um, we're just gonna get right into it because everybody wants to talk about conspiracies. <laughs> I don't know. Do we do we clap for conspiracies or?
3: Um, I don't know. You know what? Introducing it as a topic, maybe it should have some applause because conspiracies have, conspiracies have been given a negative connotation for a while, you know, no, you know, and um, people are not even uh, cognizant of where the term conspiracy theory originated.
0: Okay. Give the, us a little background before we get started. Okay, just
3: a little background on the term conspiracy theory. Um this is like the kind of worms that um, really opens up everything to me if you you know if you are a believer in the lone gunman theory surrounding the JFK assassination, you, um, you just you are subscribing to the given narrative. If you subscribe to any other thought, okay, the CIA created a, t- a term, for all of those people who did not go along with the given narrative and they created a term to create, to distract people, to discourage people from even considering or being involved in ideas that don't go along with the given narrative. Okay. So the term conspiracy theory was created to <laughs> keep people off the track. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Cause I mean, uh, does anyone, uh, any four of us believe that Lee Harvey Oswald, killed
0: JFK? Nah, I don't think so. Uh
3: you yeah, know, he
0: he
2: he may have been involved, but he didn't do it by himself. No, no. Exactly. Okay,
3: do you think he actually shot him?
0: No, he didn't shoot him. No.
3: Was no. his bullet the one that killed JFK? Was no. a bullet oh, okay. from his gun the one that killed JFK?
0: I get it. No. So, uh, yeah, I get your All point. Right. So, so right All now right. we've we've delved into now we've delved into conspiracies. so you that's a mean? good so that's a good baseline. That's a good baseline to start the start the conversation with. You know, it's, it's so wh- they had to find a box to put those other people in, right? You know, yeah. we like to put people in, and
2: we like labels and boxes. So we had yeah. to put a bo- We had to find a box that we could paint an ugly color. We yes. gave it a name like conspiracy theory, and put yes. the people who didn't follow the narrative in
0: that box. Yeah. So it's like the the black people of um, what's going on and what goes on in the world. Conspiracy yeah. theories.
3: I mean, right. Yes. Well, you know, things that we've been saying forever now has become <laughs> revealed. You know, we're well, back in the days where our cops are, are brutalizing us, you know, and when before they bring us to the police station, the guy's coming all lumped up. Yeah. And um, you know, it's the claiming that not nah, I didn't fall, they beat me up. Yeah. Nah, so... that's a conspiracy theory. They, the cops wouldn't do that to you. Right, I that get doesn't that happen.
0: That's a, it's sort of like, you know, in um different p- parts of the country if you were to testify in a court case, for example, anything a black man says could be considered a conspiracy theory. Exactly. You know, it could be even right. backed up with uh, with um, videotape. So that's where we're going to jump off the show right now. And we're going to start with the brother who passed away a couple of weeks ago and his family member, a cousin, who posthumously sent a letter that he had penned. It's Detective Raymond Wood. And this was in regards to his role in the February 1965 murder not death, murder of Malcolm X in the The Audubon boardroom. And um, what this brother did on his deathbed, you know, you can, like, you know, like me, you know, making a comment with Rob, you know, this brother's being judged right now in a lot of ways because he's gone. There are a lot of people that would say there's a point of view to this that says that he should have stepped forward while he was alive and let people know what was going on so he could defend his position. These other people could defend themselves against whatever whatever was they were being accused of. But once someone is gone and they're dead and buried, it takes away, it removes that. They can't, they can't deny that any longer. But the conspiracy theory that we were told is that that there were basically angry men that were coming after Malcolm X from the Nation of Islam, which is possibly true, but um, he he stated that he was instrumental in getting Malcolm X's two security men arrested the night before he was supposed to give the speech at the Audubon Ballroom, making him an easy target. And the rest, of course, is history. Any feelings on that? On like you know, on the brother detective Raymond Wood. His passing away. Do you think it was a? Do you think it was an act of justice or cowardice to let this information be known after he's gone? Grant, I want you to field this one first.
1: Well, I, I don't I don't think it was. I, I mean, I just think it was something. You know what I mean? I I don't I don't know exactly what his motivation was, other than obviously he had to get it off his chest. I mean, if you did something like that, you have to feel some element of remorse, mm-hmm. even though. You know to the to the popular public it's been something that's hidden those you know kind of i don't want to say i was in the know or you know in our community Mm -hmm. you know in the in the descendant slavery community um it was kind of already well known that there was some shit in the game you know what i mean it wasn't just what they said it was right so you know i mean is it a conspiracy theory yeah, is it's a consp- it was a conspiracy theory only because the popular narrative was what it was right but we are you know but- what i mean so yeah so i mean I, I i look if you if you kill somebody and you get away with it and you kind of start to realize who that guy was even if you thought that it was the right thing to do at the time right. you know for whatever reason as time goes on and you start to see the impact that this man has even posthumously yeah. you see the impact that he has on people there has to be some level of guilt shame you know remorse all of that that comes with it so to pin this letter you know on your deathbed similarly to the the white bitch that uh accused Emmett Till did the same thing a few years ago pen on her deathbed yeah a lot
0: I believe right? she's, still so, I yeah. she's still alive I think she's still alive She's still alive. She's still alive. She's still alive, and and they won't. She's still alive. She's still alive, and that's it. She confessed, though. She confessed. confessed, She's still alive. She's not facing charges. But go ahead. Right. But similar to my man, she should be
3: facing charges.
1: Right. But similar. You know, it's it's similar. All the people that were around, or most of the people that were actually around at that time, Mm -hmm. and had that real fire in their bellies about it, are dead and gone, or they're old. Right, You know, and not really trying to, like, you know, they're just like, okay, well, you confirmed it, but now, you know, it's, it's too late for me. Doesn't really matter. To do, about
0: it. Right. do you think, Rob, do you think it matters? It always, the truth always matters. <laughs> okay.
2: The truth always matters. What's done in the dark must come into the light at some point in time. I hear you, brother. Rob. And so, I agree. you know, I'm not, I'm not. It would have been nicer if. He was still around, one, the defendant's position, but he also knows that defending that position means somebody was going to come put him down, somebody was going to come put him to sleep. Right. Because um, you're dealing with the wrong agencies in that regard. Mm-hmm. But it yeah. would be nice to say, hey, you know, these four, these other four guys, they, they helped me a part of it. Like, put some other people around it. Like, give it, give it a little bit more context in terms of the people who were involved and who were around it. Mm-hmm. Like, I would have liked to see that because then it becomes more than, like, unfortunately, the deathbed confession in this form it's too easy to just sort of throw out. There's there's nobody here to defend it, you know. It's easy to refute and just say, whatever, out of here. But if he's alive and he says, yeah, I did this and I did it with the help of this person here and that person there. And, you know, maybe he lets a couple more specifics. All of a sudden you're like, okay, you know, you might want to think he's full of it, but then he starts laying out some of the other specifics. You're like, this guy's got too many details. He clearly knows something. I mean, this was sort of an open secret in the Newark community. Like everybody, you know, everybody who wanted to in that area sort of knew what went down and have accepted it to some degree. Unfortunately, in our community, this is one of a ridiculous number of incidents where, you know, we were done wrong by the by the people who are paid to protect and serve.
0: Right. Well, I know, Winston, like one of the reasons why you're here today is because you're very big on you're very big on what they would term as being conspiracy theories. And. I pretty much already know the answer to the question before I answer it. But, you know, do you how do you do you feel it's important that people know that these truths that are hidden from oh. from us? Oh,
3: man. I mean, OK. How do you build a reality that's not based in truth? How, how can. In a reality that's not based in truth. Move right. to America. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, that's, I mean, that's our reality these days. But, always has been. You know, living in a world of illusion, Come but I'm America, not subscribing to it. You know, I mean, and, and my, my mission is to make sure that people are aware of what is really true. What what is the truth of their reality? You know right. what I mean? Not what is the given narrative, the forced upon them reality, the indoctrination that they've been given from existence. You know, from their right. from their existence, they've been force fed lies. And, and misinformation and, tru- and mistruths. You know, some purposefully, some of them are just um, through course of, um, chain of chain of sequences. I learned the false information, I pass it on to the next person falsely, you know what I mean? So some of it has been contrived and made to be, um distracting misleading and uh, you know uh how you say indoctrinating into a false reality
0: right and i think that one of the greatest lessons that i've learned i i i was thinking about what could be the lesson that could be learned in actually knowing this truth and what's the like fear of actually knowing this truth and the one truth that
3: this this truth particularly this this truth particularly it's, it's 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 significant and, in, in a sense, not that significant.
0: Right. Well, for me, the significance is if you're breaking down, if you're giving this in the class to teach people in the streets one-on-one, how are you going to get past these things and how are you going to get past these people? And one of the things about this show when we first began was to provide context, context for how black people, ADOS, have like you know um, made it through in this country for 400 years. In slavery, and I think that the lesson that's not spoken about is that really there's no possible way they get to Malcolm without other people, without other brothers giving him up. You know, this took a black NYPD detective. This took um, his black security forces. It took the even. You know, ideally, let's not, let's not indict anyone, but you know, like you said, there are a lot of people in Newark that knew what was going on at that point in time. And it took them to not do anything, to be inactive, knowing that this plot, or to actually be active participants in the plot to kill Brother Malcolm. In order for them to get anything done, and my my takeaway from this is that without our cooperation, Malcolm is probably still taking a walk in the park today. Yeah, but
4: Absolutely.
0: he got cooperation. But he got cooperation from a lot of us. So, Cause you, go ahead.
1: As a as an agent, you can't get close enough to him. You know what I mean? Like as a as a as a as a, as a visibly you know as a Caucasian agent, you can't get close enough to him. That's a suicide really mission. It's you know a suicide, suicide mission, right? It's either a suicide mission or you gotta or you gotta snipe him from the roof or something.
0: And you this know? this way, I you know mean, d- you can. This way is so, much it's much more comfortable for them because it allows them to frame this the way it has been. And now we're we're four generations. This is a murder that happened before I was even born. You right. know? And we're I'm still feeling the effects of this today.
1: Yeah. Well, so. I mean, I don't the murder of him is one thing. The fact that the fact that we could get another black man to murder this black man who is rising to the level of since we just talked about the movie, rising to the level of messiah and, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, amongst our people to get another black man to kill that black man is a coup in and of itself. It's a matter you know what of...
0: But is it really? Because, like, you know, we've we've shown that there is, there's always a price. Well, you know?
2: not only that, but we're all indoctrinated. Black and white students are all indoctrinated in the same schools.
3: Right. Absolutely. Exactly, Bob. Exactly, Bob.
2: So it's I the mean, indoctrination,
3: you know. man. I mean, and, you know, we are forgetting that, you know, we have the societal indoctrination, and then you have indoctrination when you join certain cultures, subcultures like the police or the Panthers or, you know what I'm saying? There's there's an indoctrination that you go through to be part of that subculture. You know what I mean? So the, the gentleman that we're referring to that wrote this letter and released it posthumously... You have to think about him as a young man when he was, you know, trying to be part of the blue culture. Yeah. And he, you know, so right. he, 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 it was it was his responsibility to, to keep his mouth shut, you know, not just protecting himself but his other blue brothers. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So, you know, if, if we could say, yeah, speak up while you're alive and all that, you know, that would have been great and we would love that, right? That would have been give us further confirmation of or validity to what he was saying. But we have to consider the fact that he would have put, put, probably put himself in jeopardy.
0: And he grew up any time earlier. And he grew up you in a I mean? different era.
3: Any time earlier, he would have been in trouble for saying it. So.
0: You, you know, one personal thing, like in in my like thoughts about my father, um, now deceased. But um, there were time there was one time where I saw him actually the only time in my life I ever saw him actually break down, and the thought process was um, what it came behind was basically I've seen things that you could that you wouldn't want to see you wouldn't want a person to see and that type of terror that black men and women lived with in the 50s and the 60s you know just for opening up your mouth i guess i can give i can give this guy a little bit of a break but at the same time he was also making these like exceptions he's keeping his mouth shut to keep his level of comfort while he was alive too because, you know, being a retired police officer, that does come with a certain amount of, you know, um, leverage, status, whatever, that allows you to move differently through this earth as a black person. So it's like, you know, I'm, I'm, I shouldn't, even though, of course, judgment comes for all of us, whether we, whether we try to do it intentionally or not. Um, so someone out there is going to listen to this and judge him the same way that I've, you know, automatically judged him in my own mind, I'm not better than anyone else, or I'm, I'm I'm human, so I have my own feelings about it. But what I will say is that you know at least he did what he could, you know. And it's always these guys, the whistleblowers. It's the same thing that happened with Khashoggi, the um, reporter from the Washington Post that walked into the to the embassy and ran into a Saudi hit squad, and now that was mainly thrown away that's a that's an example of conspiracy theories in the in the modern age that were that happened right in front of your face and we had a president and administration telling us that it wasn't that we were all crazy yeah you know you didn't we didn't
3: see it, what you saw we you didn't, didn't see God. that
0: what you saw right. that,
3: that, that's yeah. always what the you know <laughs> you don't don't believe your own eyes and your own right. yeah believe what i say that's, yeah that's, we'll
1: that's, we'll construct we'll the narrative yep we'll construct a narrative we'll continue to we'll and continue to play that over narrative and
3: over and over we'll, and over
1: and and the 85s and are going to do what the 85s are going to do they're going to be sheep and fall right in line with
3: that and bullshit. Go right along with it and, and it's it's uh, it's really unfortunate i mean and there's so many educated people who think that they understand yes. now i'm going to pose this one simple question regarding conspiracy theories right i mean i'm i'm going to go to the straight to the most current conspiracy theory now okay this Coronavirus vaccine. I'm going to go there because I want to talk about that. Okay. All right. Sorry, guys. No.
0: No, and come on, with. That's where it goes.
3: Yeah. You know what I mean? Look, how is a drug that does not stop infection and does not stop one from passing on infection supposed to end the pandemic? That is the the most brainless freaking question. (laughs) Look, man, there's no answer to that, right? Right. So that, that means that the whole claim that this vaccine is supposed to be doing something is not based on truth. They're pushing this vaccine not because it's going to end the pandemic, because it's not designed to do that. So what is
0: it designed to do is the and question.
3: That's that's the question to be answered then. Okay, because it's not it's obviously not made to do that, because it can't do that in its current condition. It's not stopping you from getting it, and it's not stopping you from getting it. So where is the ending? Where is the point where it's creating the end? It's not. It can't.
1: Well, what you talk you're talking about a disease though that what seventy five percent of the people that get it don't even know don't that even they know, have it okay, until they not, tell you that you have it.
3: Okay, they tell you. Okay, now that's another thing. The PCR testing that says you got COVID or you had COVID, the P- PCR method, is a fraud. Mm. The, 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 the inventor, the guy, the Nobel Prize winner who made the damn thing said that you cannot sequence because what it does is a copy of a copy of a copy and copy building up until you say oh that's an identifiable entity in this sample that's what it does and he said anything past 17 copies 17 cycles is not reliable for for diagnostics and you know what we're running our pcr test at 35 45 50 cycles mm. three times past where the inventor the, the, the guy who made this test said it's no longer valid.
0: So it's like a hypothesis.
3: Yeah, so you can find a speck of something and reproduce and say, yep, that was COVID. You may not have no infection, you might not have had no, nothing, but because the, it reproduced it 50 times to where it said, yeah, I, I can see something there. I can see something, that, that that could be COVID right there. And that's what we got. The majority of our cases that, we, that we're counting are derived by that method.
0: I mean, we're, we're, we're in a society where we as black people have been used for a lot of traditionally genetic testing. There's a lot of conversation about melanin and the difference between the physiology between a black person and a white person. Now, if you go to the hospital, you know, I know you work in a hospital, um, but there are there is like an actual thought process that in medical schools that black people feel pain less than other people in other races. OK, completely and totally like nuts. But that is but that is where we're at with the medical with the medical field in the United States of America. And I when I think about this stuff, I always go back to movies like three, the hard way. Y'all remember three, right. the hard way. Yes, right? sir. Yes, right? sir. Everybody. Yes, for they, the longest time. That's right. If you, you know, if you if you around this age and you ain't seen three the hard way. Go home and smack your mama. She should've she should've put you in front of that, Mr. Jim Kelly, you know, Mr. Jim Brown, who we're gonna get into a little bit later, you know, and, and these guys and and it was all about genetic testing. They were putting something in the water that was only going to affect black people. And with a lot of this genetic stuff, you know, I know Winston, you're very big. You're you're on top of Bill Gates. You're on Bill Gates. You know, this guy, he's the his eugenicist doctrine.
3: Yo, it's and,
0: and we have this guy giving us a vaccine, and they couldn't wait to get it into Africa. And they they showed it the other day yes, that sir. they put it that they put it in Africa, and they don't even have as many cases in Africa. Why are these the people? Why are the people? Yeah, why are people it, it, in it, it Ghana? The least why the
3: cases? You know, it, it It didn't work. It didn't work as they planned. They they expected black people to suffer for more
0: than they have been. And so yeah. now they have to now they have to expedite it. Yeah, now they got to,
3: but yeah, they've been pushing it on the black community from the beginning, for, as the, from the very early propositions of the creation of the vaccine, they were talking about preferential treatment for the black community. Right. For whatever Absolutely. I mean, like, really? When have y'all ever put us first for anything?
4: Right. That was And, good. and
3: now, 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 the, the same people who've been talking about Population control, reproductive control for the continent of Africa for the last 30 years, the same people who have been investing in reproductive control and population reduction technologies for the last 30 years now have a vaccine that they want Black people to get first.
0: Why? Why? They they skipped right over black people in the United States. I mean, hold on now. I
3: mean, boom! (laughs) (laughs) Come
4: on, man! Come on,
3: man! Seriously, do you have to be a rocket scientist? What do you need to know? (laughs)
1: Listen, I'm 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 still stuck on the fact that seventy five percent of the people that had this fucking disease, this virus, don't know that they have it until. They tell you that you have. Yeah. yeah, I'm stuck there. I'm not even getting into the into the clause that the, you cannot sue them for quote unquote vaccine injury. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm, we we even gonna get into that or well, the fact on, that they, that on, they pushing brothers. on black people. First. I mean,
3: when you're talking about vaccine, that's my world now. Okay, I mean, what y'all need to know about that? Yes, the Vaccine Injury Compensation, the Childhood Vaccine Injury Compensation Act signed into law 1986 by Ronald Reagan at the behest of their vaccine manufacturers because they were being sued for their vaccines injuries, injuring too many children. And they, they appealed to the United States government saying, look, if you don't protect us from all these lawsuits, we're just going to stop making vaccines altogether. Okay. And Ronald Reagan um, resistantly signed it into law saying this is probably a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like, wow. is, I hope you... Right, right. like, I really don't want to do this, but, I mean, they're going to start making vaccines, so I got to do this. Wow. And, and that's how, you know, so now we have the... we Now, all mac- vaccine manufacturers have liability protection, and what, <laughs> what they've done now with the COVID vaccine, they have folded it into the realm of vaccine when it really doesn't even really meet the legal definition of vaccine because it does not prevent infection. It does not stop illness.
0: And doesn't a vaccine have to go through a, through a comprehensive clinical trial before it can actually be considered a vaccine?
3: Well, yeah. yes. Okay, well, this is not even a vaccine because it doesn't meet the, the definition as well as not having gone through Proper clinical trials. This device, this medical device, that's what it is because it's a medical device. It's not a vaccine. It's a drug that is a is a it's a delivery system. It's a, it's kind of like a, you know it's a it's a a, a method of of penetration. So right? t- so, so t- it, go ahead. So, so now it doesn't meet the, the 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 legal definition, and they were allowed to. Through the Emergency Use Act, release it without FDA approval and without going through level three animal trials. Okay, it hasn't gone through animal trials.
2: It's so... going through animal trials right now. No, no, yeah. right?
3: That's, right. Them, that's their claim. They said no they <laughs> <animal> trials,
0: <laughs> No, no, he's saying he's saying currently.
3: That... You no, know, simultaneously. Ooh. No, no. So, what he's saying right now, so, no, no, right. <laughs> with the human release. So what the hell does that say? Well, no, anybody well, who's taken that vi- that vaccine, is part of their animal tribe Right, exactly. exactly. <laughs>
4: Moo. Move. move. Okay. okay. So, so I,
3: I, and what, what makes it even worse, my brothers, I was talking to a, a, a prominent infectious disease doctor that I know. And we were talking about the vaccine and he was defending it. And I was like, well, I mean, I can't trust something they came up with in the last seven months. This was a couple of months ago. I said, we just had this outbreak. He said, oh no. They've been working on it for at least 20 years now since SARS-1. They've been working there. I said, oh, okay. I said, okay, let me look into that. Let me look into that. I looked into it. And as far as their research at um, uh, mRNA, uh, treatments. The last twenty years, their animal trials have been horrific, mm. tr- tr- atrocious outcomes for the animals in these trials: deaths, anaphylaxis, liver disease. Um, what they call antibody-dependent uh, enhancements, where their bodies now become the thing that their bodies have to attack. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? This so... has happened. Over and over again, they have not successfully created an mRNA treatment up to this point. (laughs) None of them have successfully made it through animal trials. Well, I'm I'm just skip skip animal trials are the ones they give to humans.
0: Well, I'm just a layman, and what I'm seeing, what I'm seeing from this, from just from a from a non from a non professional point of view, I'm just a podcaster. Anything I say can or can be held against me. You know, from what I can see from this. It seems to me as if the only thing that really changes is like something within your own DNA possibly. People are taking these shots, they are what's the num arm about? You know, what's the what's the deathly illness about afterwards? And if it doesn't stop you from getting the virus, it doesn't stop you from giving the virus, then what could it possibly do? Is it trying to the only thing it could possibly do is maybe change the construction of your body, the composition of your body and your DNA? That would be the only, that would be my logical from a science fiction point of view. But I also like, you know, like the Godzilla movies as well. You know, that's yeah, a possibility.
3: I, I could I mean, I, I give you a little something about mRNA. Um, it doesn't really change your DNA because it doesn't go into the, the nucleus of the gene. What Messenger RNA is little bits of protein that tells your, 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 your protein manufacturing in your cell to do this. It tells you to do this for a certain amount of time, right? Okay. So it tells you, okay, you're going to produce these proteins. You know, what it does is going to tell you, you're going to produce these certain proteins. These proteins look a lot like the uh, spike protein on this coronavirus um, receptors, right? Okay. So what we're doing is we're telling our bodies to look like the coronavirus for a while. Why? Produce the proteins that make your cells look like coronavirus.
0: Why? I mean, if the majority of people aren't going to are never going to have this disease. So you can create
3: antibodies. Supposedly, that's the that's the thing. So you can create anti. So now that your body has produced these proteins, your body said, "Oh, I got I got these antibodies. I got to produce antibodies to attack them 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 foreign proteins." Right, that's what antibody dependent enhancement problem is. Antibody and dependent enhancement is now that now your body sees your own cells as this thing it needs to attack. So the next time it sees that wild version of this virus, the real thing, anything that looks like it gets attacked mm. and your cells start to look like it. Mm. Because your body has now produced proteins that look like this proteins on the coronavirus,
0: so what you're saying is that you know if there is a if there's ever a mutation of this virus that gets to the point where it gets into your body, what you're doing is you're helping it to identify your body as being being um that pro that, that virus. protein that virus so
3: when you get the vaccine your your body creates these antibodies because now your body is full of these proteins right so your body creating antibodies for those so those proteins, right? So now we recycle, we settle it down, we wait, we ready to fight. We wait, these, these antibodies are sitting around ready to fight. They're ready to fight. They're waiting. Now, oh wow. The foreign the real coronavirus comes in now with this full complement of problems.
4: Uh-huh.
3: And your body says, oh wow, they're here. I'm ready to fight. Attack, attack, attack anything that look like that. Uh-huh. But your cells still look like that. Uh Because your cells are putting out that same protein. So now these antibodies are attacking anything that look like that. So there's some of your cells that look like that. So it's going to attack you.
0: It could ideally make it easier for the cells to transform you into something that's more. It's like putting a tracker or putting a beacon on on a mark well, if you're trying to. They got
3: that in that they got that proposed in one of their what they call it the quantum dot um the quantum dot vaccine that they've they created that that Mr. Gates is invested in. It's like a tattoo, it's like a patch. Okay. They rub it on you and it has <laughs> I mean, this gonna sound like a crazy conspiracy. Thing, I want to hear this uh, one. Okay, what well, it's like? Um, it's like a barcode. It has little micro microscopic spikes on them. That they when they rub the patch on you, it makes it like a barcode, and uh, those spikes are tipped with a substance called luciferase. What? That's, called a, that's a name. heck of
2: a name, All
3: right? right. Luc- Luciferace. Because it emits light under certain uh, under a certain light, you could you, mm-hmm. you could you could you could scan it, because it's light emitting under certain um, frequency or exposures.
0: Shit, I'm it, about to get biblical, Lucifer. That's like Lucifer, you know the mark of the beast.
3: That? Look it up, like man. Lucifer, swear,
0: like swear, the mark I of the know, beast.
3: It almost made me laugh, bro. I swear uh, to God. See,
0: ahead, all,
2: all of it. All this happens because we become a society that's dependent on pills. Yep. We've like exactly. one one of the things that I, I I got a functional medicine doctor and he's, you know, he's anti all this. He, he's 30 years, got his PhD, whatever. But he's always like, look, the thing that he uses as an example all the time is statins. He's like statins have an NNT score of 104. What that means is that 104 people have to take statins for one person to not uh, to be, be, be improved and not have a heart attack.
0: Okay.
2: Like really? A hundred and four people have to take it for one person to feel better. That's not good to benefit uh, to benefit from to get it. to benefit from it. Yeah. So there are a lot of these drugs that we take that they keep giving us. They're not, it's not like you take this, you get better. Like most
3: people don't get better from this stuff, well, but I mean, I've been seeing the doctors one, have become
2: salespeople.
3: It's funny. You mentioned statins, my neighbor got messed up with statins. Statins, okay, statins is the uh, you know, works on your cholesterol, right? Reduce the cholesterol. Mm-hmm. But guess what is a very important part of your nerves.
4: <laughs> cholesterol. <laughs> yeah.
3: Cholesterol is the creates the myelin sheaths Well my, my... allows the signal to conduct down the nerve, right? So if your if your statins start to affect the myelin sheaths of your nerves, you're gonna have neurological dysfunction.
2: Oh heck, I had it. You had it? Oh, oh, I, I was brain. on I was I was on I was on the largest brand name uh statin for all of three days. Hmm. In the three days, every joint in my body hurt. I mean, when I say every joint in my body, I mean every joint in my body hurt. Hmm. And the dude, you know, I call my doctor, I'm like, doc, I gotta I, I'm in pain. Like he's like, Did we change your meds? I'm like you put me on X. I'm like, he's like, Oh. Yeah, flush that. Get in here tomorrow. Let's see if we damaged your liver. Oh. He was so casual about it, and then he's like, he's like, well, you know, it's all chemistry, you know. So there's a couple different brands you can try. I'm Like, no, oh, no, we we're done with that. Oh, yeah, we ain't yeah, going. That, yeah. We're Ooh. not doing that again. Oh hell
1: no! That's, so this is why they about that
3: brother, but no.
1: Right, this man. is why they call it practicing medicine, bro. Oh. <laughs> they don't have a fucking clue. No, well, mm-hmm. no, it's trial
3: and error for the most right. part. We're mm-hmm. gonna do, right. it. and but you know what? there are pharmaceutical companies that use the actuary scientists to calculate net profit off Mm -hmm. of drugs that they know that will cause harm. They say, we're going to calculate how many people we're going to harm, how many people we're going to get sued by, how many of those we're going to get, how much we're going to pay off and how many we're going to lose in in, an open court case. Oh, we still gonna make some money? Yeah. Right, We're gonna put it out anyway. we gonna put that shit yeah.
0: out. Yeah, they, they you took know what it mean?
3: In. We, gonna, we, we got a net profit on this. Even mm-hmm. after the lawsuits, we could put it out.
0: Yep. I worked for a famous diet that's a meta diet. And I had to understand the diet back and forth. So when you talk about like the cholesterol levels, a lot of these drugs, these statin drugs, they just get rid of cholesterol. There's good cholesterol and there's bad cholesterol. So if you take the bad cholesterol out along with the if you take the good cholesterol out along with the bad cholesterol, that drug is just basically fucking you up. Yep. You know, it's just really fucking you up. So I've always been a proponent of diet and exercise and and different things to like you know if I'm if I'm not getting something I look it up in the nutritional guide and I see what it is that I can take or what it is that it's just not even take it's a matter of what can what foods can you digest.
4: Yes. Right. Can yeah, you that? Right.
0: Like, can you ingest? And then That's I do that. I ain't. Man. I'm not taking no fucking. You're not gonna catch me like personally. Like as far as I'm concerned, like hospitals are for broken bones. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I don't really want you treating me for anything else, because well, like you, you know, I've
3: always said that to people. Like you know, being in this profession for almost forty years. You use a hospital for what you absolutely need it for. Absolutely. And, and as soon as you don't need it no more, you get as far away, as fast as you
0: possibly yeah.
3: Yes. Yes. Right? And I yes. tell that to my patients while they're in the bed, while they're in the hospital, I say, look, man, you want to get out of here as fast as you can, all right? Yep. <laughs> Seriously. Yep. The longer you stay here, there's, there's a greater chance that shit's going to get fucked up.
0: <laughs> Yeah, and this goes even right. deeper into conspiracy theory- theories because, like you mentioned, you've tapped on everything. You've tapped on the actuaries and how they figure out how many numbers. All this is in the United States of America is we're a great big actuary survey going on from day to day, and how we're going to how we're going to live. And like you know, Winston, like this week, a couple of days ago, I looked on your on your post, and you had that you've been putting these guys up about this twenty thirty by the by the year twenty thirty. The, the goal of, of a lot of people, whoever, the unspoken ones, is that no one will own anything.
3: You will own you know, nothing and you will be happy nothing. about it. Is the right, that-
0: and you will be happy about it. And you know what? The reason why I find that interesting is that because these brothers have known me for a long time. When I was doing mortgages, like back in the day, this is what I was telling people. And they thought I was fucking crazy but this is exactly what i saw as a layman in the field that these houses that they gave to people and given with these um with these like subprime loans and things of that nature they weren't meant so that way your family could like grow up and live and have those houses for a long time that was a great big money grab and that was to pull your family further into the hole as opposed right. to giving you an advantage and a step up and a way out because they don't want you it's not about you owning stuff Owners have rights. The United States of America, if you own something, you have, you have rights. They, people have to talk to you. They have to acknowledge you, your presence, because you actually own something. And the best way around that shit is so you don't own fucking anything. If you don't own anything, you don't really have a voice. You're not invested. And if you're not invested, then we can get rid of you. We don't have to pay attention to what you have to say. And this is what this is the argument right now. You have people that say, oh, well, these people, they vote, but they don't actually pay any taxes. They don't actually put anything into the system. Now, what they've been doing is they've been taking everyone's wealth, though. And this is what people don't understand. It's not just about you being a black person. Black people just we're we're caught up in that because of where we are economically economically. That's where we're caught up. That's where the system once is against you. It's not necessarily because you're black, it's because you're poor and because you have you have they want what you have. They want control over your body. But they want want control over everyone else's body too. You know, so you're not alone with that. We're not alone with this. And this is what the poor people's party was all about with these brothers back in the nineteen sixties and everything. And that's what this was about now. That's why he That's got killed. That's why he got killed. That's correct. When he
3: was talking black and black and black. Exactly. They let him talk. But when he started galvanizing poor people yep. and and the powers that be recognizing that, yeah, there's a whole lot of poor people. There's a whole lot more poor people than there is black people. He could possibly bring together a whole lot of people. Yes. This is when it's got to stop. That's what it's got to end.
0: Right. And now we have a whole bunch of poor people that are docile. We've oh, got yeah. we've got a whole we've got a whole generation of kids that are, that say that say that the older generation complains a lot. The older generation doesn't. Um, they don't just accept things the way that they are. You don't realize that you've been indoctrinated into believing and accepting exactly. the way that things are. Money well, have th- been
2: made very comfortable though. Uh, we're
3: part of that We make them comfortable uh, our generation trying to provide them with a little bit more than what we had Mm -hmm. we've made them comfortable maybe a little bit too comfortable but also there is that indoctrination factor if you look at the cartoons that they watch the father figure is always some goof that they're trying to play off or brush off or get over or sneak over on you know what i mean you know, if you watch the especially the black cartoons, mm-hmm. the black father is always a goof or a failure or some kind of bumbling idiot. In most of these TV shows, the father is somebody that's not to be respected.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: In, in, in his in his
0: cartoons, the you most know, Im- the most important thing is that we have to we have to see these things, and we've got to the we've got to see so these things and, and like Rob said something on the other show that was very good. It was like without but within. You know the brother was trying to live. He was trying to live. Was it you, Rob? That was talking about that. How a brother was trying to live within the system. No, that was you, Grant. Oh, that's from the, the Mac. Mac. Yeah. From the Mac. Yeah, from the Mac. Mac he was Mac, trying yeah. to live with within, but without the system. Right. You know.
3: I live that. I live that.
0: I live that. And it's possible. That, yeah. It is possible.
3: I live that reality, baby. It's not. It's not easy. Right. I mean, I'm barely hanging on right now because it's getting really thick with this whole vaccination thing, you know, and I'm watching this as a plot that I see has has been contrived. This is, I mean, call it conspiracy theory if you would like, but the evidence that we can verify shows that there's someone who is invested in this type of technology. Mm. This type of germ warfare has been invested in by the the NIH under the uh, leadership of Anthony Fauci. Mm-hmm. There, there is there's governmental records that shows that he was investing in this even after Obama had banned it in 2014. Mm-hmm. He continued to, and he, what he did was he offshored it and was given money to the Wuhan Institute of Virology Laboratory, a BSL4 laboratory that is only there to produce offensive biowarfare agents, mm-hmm. okay? I mean, BSL-4 laboratories exist only to produce offensive biowarfare agents, as said by Dr. Francis Boyle of the Uni- University of Illinois, the author of the United States Biowarfare Policy, who, was, who wrote the policy and was signed into law under uh, George Bush I unanimously, unanimously right. voted upon by both sides of Congress. So I would think that he is a foremost expert in biowarfare. And if he says that this is a bioweapon released upon the public, I think we can believe that. Well we right? see
0: these we see these great this great number of boxes of um, the immunization that's been sent to Ghana and these grateful people, um, indigenous gratefully like with open arms carrying these boxes and passing them one another like you know sort of like on a train as if you're saving this is the savior of your entire world and everything but then i look at the map of africa and i see all these countries that have been cut up by european countries and there's nothing like beneficial or altruistic about these vaccines being distributed to these people there's nothing. And the second thing is that they're, tr- they're just trying to get what, they, what they've wanted for centuries and what they've despoiled for centuries, which is the land in Africa. Yep. If anyone right. sits there and believes that these are humanitarian efforts that are being paid for by outside Western forces, don't understand exactly how mu- how rich the continent of Africa is. Just because you steal this amount of money and you charge me this much for this doesn't mean that you still haven't made billions of dollars of profit. Yeah. So when I look at this situation, uh I, I just have to tell brothers and brothers to like we can't we can only do what we can with Africa with letting these with letting them know what we think. And there's a lot of brothers there's a lot of brothers and countries in Africa that are hip to this game. Absolutely. a lot of people were like, like we that. don't want this we don't want this disease. We don't want this like vaccine. You know yeah. a disease was probably right the first time I said it. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. They're probably want it. right. They don't want it. So it's a like in our communities you have to question whether or not you would want this vaccine. I can't tell anybody not to take it and everything. That's your that's your personal thing. But I ain't taking that shit. I ain't taking it either. But I would ask people what
3: would be the reason to take it. I mean, that's 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 I mean, that's my Simple breakdown for this. What's the reason to take it? Because they're scaring you into taking it. Because it, they tell you what did they say? Did they say this is going to say stop you from getting it? No, they didn't say is they gonna is gonna allow you to be able to hug your your grandfather that you haven't seen in months. No, are you gonna have to take off the mask? No, you're gonna stop social distancing. No, okay, you could so okay now you're 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 naturally ninety nine percent likely to not die from it. Naturally, ninety nine percent of the people who get it. Don't die from it, right? So right. you're 99% protected already. Now they say they got a drug that gives you 95% protection. Why in the world would you think that is better
4: <laughs> than what you
3: are? The risk of dying. <laughs> now now from you, the you're taking season. something that's going to change your body mm-hmm. for uh, who knows how long, if it may even be, be generational and shit. Go ahead, Rob. What
2: were you going to say? <laughs> I was going to say, you're actually, they, you know, and I, I was watching some Winston Post some the other day with a bunch of these doctors talking about some of their, some of the, the holes in the logic with this whole COVID thing. And literally, you know, it's a less than 1% chance of dying from COVID. It's like a 1.5% chance of dying from the vaccine.
3: vaccine.
2: The vaccine's actually deadlier than the <laughs> disease that <laughs> it's <laughs> supposed to right. stop.
3: Yes. So why on earth That's would you take to, that? That's the thing with the measles vaccine. You know, the measles vaccine, we we get these measles reports about this deadly measles outbreaks all over the country. And we get these crazy news reports about the measles, the measles, measles. But they never tell you that a week later, everybody's fine. Everybody, Mm -hmm. nobody dies from the measles. One in the last 20 years, I think maybe three people have died from the measles. And
0: 430 have died from the measles shot. The measles is something where we, as kids, used to like, we, used to, we to, used to we get kids, it and rock with it. Yeah, we used to get it. We used to parents used to send if you had the measles. I remember the girl it. across the street. Go get, it, go so get the measles get the so we can get it out the way while right. you're young. And we so all we spent got. that week off. Whether you know, exactly. we all spent that you week off what? from exactly. school I've as studies kids.
3: Studies that tell you that measles also infers you with protections against lymph cancer. It protects you against other forms of cancer when you have the natural form. of of need, have contracted and gotten over the natural form of the measles
0: well i guess if we can, if, if we can
3: do that i guess ain't, we
2: ain't, we, no, ain't nobody getting over it naturally anymore because you got to get right. your r shot before you can show up in school
1: and that's that's the thing Every, all of this all of these vaccines and stuff are pushed on us and it's all based on the fear of what you what you may or may not contract that you may die from it, that you won't be that you'll be shunned from society, your kids won't be able to go to school, go to school. you won't be able to go to work, you won't be able to travel. I mean, they're talking about this goddamn uh, vaccine passport, passport at this point. It's already you know ever,
3: what I mean they've been talking about it.
1: yeah, yeah. so I mean, like right now you got this real ID piece, which is coming up in October, and then now you're gonna have this passport vaccine shit. I mean, it's, it's, all, it's all just, a, it's a game, man. It's all just see, based they, in if fear. If you
3: can't connect the dots and see that this is a well-executed plan, I don't know what it would take in order for someone to, you know, if you look at all the information that's surrounding this and, and who is pushing all of the shit that's actually happening, who mm. has been, been pushing this shit forever? Like, you know what I mean? Everything that this certain person has been investing their money in is what's coming to pass. Well, and the same thing he's been predicting and talking about for 20 years is now becoming our reality. Everything well, that he's been putting his money in is now our reality. So now, damn, are we supposed to just ignore that? We're well, supposed to act like that's not real. Well, 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 I, I mean, well go ahead.
0: Go ahead.
1: Fences, fences is a philanthropist, right? Or at least, or at least this this is the uh this is the narrative. This,
3: oh, yeah, the, the, a philanthropist. This is the, the,
1: yeah, this see, this is the narrative. that is is a, is with his a, is money a too.
3: He 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 can so tell the same lie over and over. Yeah,
1: exactly. But what and that's what I'm saying. What you're saying is the conspiracy theory that the reality of it is that we we can look and see his track record. For we real? can't look at it as if we can't. We don't know what his track record is. Yeah,
3: it's like how do you reconcile these facts? How well, can I reconcile you, these facts with your narrative? How can I reconcile the knowing all these truths and accept this given narrative at the same time?
0: People don't have, people lack the tools to put one plus one plus one together in order to reconcile these things. And this is what they're counting on. They're counting on people not having the ability to think critically or and or to even think outside of their own political or their personal yeah. boxes so that way they can create these narratives. But I'm going to bring it back to like, you know, from my personal thing what I've been telling these brothers for years. And I'm going to start with something like very simple which was the Iraq War. A lot of people think that like, you know, if we go back to even the the bombing of the the bombing of the World Trade Center. I don't want anyone to get get to get really personally upset about what they feel this is, but this is what happened. I'm just going to talk about the after effects. The after effects of what happened at, point in, at that point in time was that banking was crippled, and you saw a lot of companies on Wall Street that collapsed. It was also the beginning of the end of the Ponzi scheme mm. that, was the, that caused the great breakdown in 2008. So one thing that they never talk about when they talk about the World Trade Center is how effective it actually was. It's something no one really wants to give terrorists credit for or whatever whoever you may be. But the question is, see, here's the thing, and I see you, Winston. Terrorist.
3: <laughs> terrorist terrorist.
0: terrorist tra- trained in Saudi Arabia.
3: Hold on now. You know, trained That's with all not- these different That's the narrative.
0: All the no, no, but listen, all these different people that know that this is this is the thing. I'm and I'm with you. We went out and they went out and they destroyed Iraq, who was trying to set up a different standard. Who were trying to do a different money standard for the entire world okay yeah. by using the gold standard saddam had okay, too much well, money not, no, no. he a was a desperate
3: trying to try, to try using the euro
0: yeah that was, it was, it right. was Libya. that was, it was, Muammar, that was Libya. oh that was qaddafi oh okay yeah. but saddam was what's but, but saddam final. was hanging out with him they yeah, were he was right. hanging were, out with them they were chilling they, they, were, they were too close too close they, together
1: Anybody
3: that was getting off the U.S. dollar had to go
0: exactly. So, Anybody, so
3: anything that was going to threaten the dollar had to go.
0: All right. So let me let me continue. Let me continue. So I'm looking at I'm looking around here. And now, mind you, at this point in time, I had worked at Citibank for a long time, talking to a lot of people across the country. And the one thing they came across was that jobs were were different, and um, money wasn't money wasn't like the wages weren't increasing. Because we're talking about the early two thousands now, okay. So we're talking so that's roughly about twenty years ago. So the trends were the trends that we're having now that they're having in discussions, the same discussions that they're having about the stimulus relief package, about raising the minimum wage to fifteen dollars because people haven't received raises in over thirty years. All of these things that have been going on for over thirty years, it's because they really stopped paying attention and giving a fuck about you. For over 30 years now, they've been actively planning on how to get rid of people and to get rid of their power, and part of that power is your financial power. A large part of that is your financial power. They've been breaking down your families for over 20 years. I could even go into, I can make a conspiracy theory about the family court system, and how they take away fathers from the homes and oh, things of that nature. Of it, and it's it's all it all goes it all like bullshit flows it flows it uphill. It
3: all ties in, man. It, it all ties all- in. You, so
0: now we're coming so now we come to this age and this guy is saying, Hey, by twenty thirty, they're not supposed no one's supposed to own anything. I don't know if it's by the year twenty thirty. That's the only thing I'm gonna disagree with the video with what you put up there about this dude. But come on now. What I will say about it is that what I will say about it is that we just don't know what the year is. It's, I'm not going to say that it's not happening because it is actually happening, and it has been happening it for will, over it twenty, thirty years. been happening
1: for a while, for a while, and people right. just
0: don't see it. People just don't see it.
1: But people. this is so. This is this is something that I that I've talked yes. about with people before. So thing? there's only as actually. a as a working stiff in America, right? there's only a handful of places that you can go. So I'm, I'm a fireman, right? As a fireman, there's only a handful of places in this country that I can go. And with my salary, I'm able to buy a house, okay. right? I can't I can't move to Long Island making 75, 80,000 and buy no fucking house. It just ain't gonna happen,
4: mm-hmm.
1: right? I can't go to Florida and do uh, Texas. It's, it's only a few places that I can do that. Right. So even the dream that they sell you, that you you get a job, you buy a house, you have a family, blah, blah, blah. If the house, if the house is the, the main asset for the for the nuclear family, mm-hmm. and home ownership is damn near impossible in this country as a person that just works a, a typical job,
4: mm-hmm.
1: right? How can you ever possibly build wealth? in this country it's all just bullshit
0: you can't in 2000 and in 2007 i'll bring you back to something that i kept hearing as a mortgage banker i was doing a ton of fha loans saving people's homes um getting them into rates that they could actually afford if they were smart enough you know they jumped right into it but if they weren't then you know then they came up with the new slogan in the offices and they were saying rent is the new owned <laughs> rent is the new own. And I used to say to people, I used to walk around and say, how the fuck is that ever going to be true? Because you can't mortgage your rent to get your kid right. college tuition. Yeah, yo, yeah.
3: Yo. You have
0: this to own these things. It's
3: all part of the scheme.
0: It's all part um, of it.
3: The globalists have been trying to consolidate power and um, subjugate the masses since early 1900s. This has been a plan. This is a plot. They've, they, the you know, the Council on Foreign Relations was created for this reason. The Royal Institute of Foreign Affairs, or no, yeah, the Royal Institute of International Affairs in England, which is the uh, sister branch of the Council on Foreign Relations here in America. That's the the English branch of that.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Have been conspiring to do this for over a hundred years. I have. Um, what is here now? I I pulled up two books before, which was the UN Agenda 21 book. I bought that. And now this one is a book by a professor, Georgetown University professor, Carol Quigley, who referred Bill Clinton to the Rhodes Scholarship. Um, He wrote this book, Tragedy and Hope, which is an archival record of the... He was the librarian for the Council of Foreign Relations, and he had full access to their library. And he wrote... A history of the world in our time is the subtitle of this book and he talks about their conspiring to take over the world as subject gay humanity mm-hmm. okay i mean these are not conspiracy theories when it's, it's coming from their own mouths you know what i mean it's right. like you know we, we get told to not believe what we hear how about um you know um um David Rockefeller's quote from page 405 of his memoirs, where he confesses to treason, where he says, my family and I have been accused of being part of some secret cabal, which desires to undermine the interest of the United States, to bring about the one world government, if you will, in the control of elite bank, elite control of elites and bankers. To that, I stand guilty and proud of it. I'm, mm. I'm, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but that's what he said. Mm. It's not a conspiracy theory. Yeah. That's what the hell the man said. And somebody like that with that kind of money, power, and influence, whatever they say, we need to take very seriously because they can execute those crazy ideas with their money, power, and influence. Yes, sir. Okay. And he's not alone. You know, well, you think about it. We, we don't, did anybody near about hear about the document Lockstep? Lockstep is no. a document that was written in 2012 that talks specifically about this outbreak in the past tense, mm. okay? They, in wrote the past in 2000, tense. they wrote a document um, about uh, uh, different uh, scenarios and one of them was an outbreak like this where they talked about uh, masking and temperature taking before going into uh, businesses and establishments. They wrote this in 2000. Lockstep. Look it up. It was published by the World Economic Forum, the Rockefeller Foundation, and the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Coincidentally, or not so coincidentally.
1: Oh, <laughs> fences back in the picture. Very All right.
3: All right. All right.
0: Very interesting. And this is why mm-hmm. we have. This is why we're here to you know like I mean? pull it's back the sheet good, of some good, of this stuff.
3: Know, he, that Bill Gates called. I'm gonna start using fences myself, brother. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. fences. Mr. Fences called the decade of 2010 to 2020, the decade of the vaccine, and he committed 10 billion dollars to it. Yes, sir. All right, yes, sir. And it culminated in 2020 when he got what he was calling for in his TED speeches where he talked about oh vaccines I love them because they'll contribute to a reduction in population by ten to fifteen percent. This is what he said maybe ten years ago seven years ago, um, in a TED speech talking about population reduction.
0: All right, so I'm gonna switch. I sw- love vaccines. I'm gonna switch the direction just for a quick second. We understand that we we're all I'm going to say like just offhand that we all to some to on to some certain level agree that there are conspiracy theories are that these theories are actually true we feel that there is a man you know
3: okay i don't want to i agree with you but i want to qualify that by saying we're not delving into conspiracy theory right we're exploring known facts and coming to conclusions using critical thinking and deductive reasoning okay okay All right, because it's not a conspiracy theory when you're using factual information to come to conclusions. Okay, using your brain. (laughs) Okay,
0: so we're gonna uh, so we're gonna say that what I'll say is like you know like like uh undercover brother, we believe that there is a man or there is a group of men that are behind the soul. There's there's there's
1: there's an idea and a group of people that have the power to execute this idea.
0: Okay, (laughs) that they have. All right, so how do we put it? how do we combat this or what is the movement to combat it because like you know Winston you pull up all these different texts and all this different written verifiable information that's been written by these world organizations with billions and billions of dollars and people with oodles and oodles of power that are behind these things that are behind this agenda okay so as a layperson you know and this is this is something that's for all of us like how do you how do you go about combating this is this something that we do as a group of black people, is this something that we do as a group of poor people, of, of working people? You know, I think that they've done a really masterful job in getting people to separate their interest Absolutely. from Absolutely. their needs.
3: Distracting, there's so much distraction. There's so much people, so many things that keep people from coming together. And that's their, their, their main objective in all that they do. Yes. To keep people from coming together. Yes. Because they know a the unified mass is a problem. They don't want another French Revolution, right? The French Revolution, the elites, the oligarchs, they got taken out by the mass of poor, right? The poor people had enough, mm-hmm. and they 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 they, up, you know, they they revolted, and you know they got some heads chopped, right? So they don't want none of that, right? So how do we combat this? The reason why this is going on unabated, and as it is, is unabated. because look at the the power of the media. People get slammed with false information
0: on a daily by the basis.
3: Minute, by a minute, now on a man, daily, you yeah, on a second by second. Somebody talking about vaccine. You got to get your vaccine. There's a shortage of the vaccine. Scaring people, scam people, scam people, people. Now they they use the media to reinforce the lie of JFK's assassination. Over and over. They, we had the 50th anniversary of his death last year, I think it was, and they're still telling that Blee Harvey Oswald story. Mm. You know what I mean? They're still telling that story. Mm. You know what I mean? We, we we still getting indoctrinated. The power of the media is a powerful thing. This is how they create reality for people. Most people don't believe it until they get it from their favorite newscaster. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? They don't believe it's real until it comes from the news. You
0: Truth know what I mean? is, it- Truth is most truth is most important. You know the detective, the detective who passed away, Raymond Mister Wood. He um he he made sure that the truth came out at the end, at least, so we can actually we can put that one into a little box. The truth about what's going on with this with the Washington Post reporter um, Jamal Khashoggi that's important. You know, um, because of the fact that whether or not you believe in. In Donald Trump, whether you believe he's working behind that for or against them, he's working for them in that case, you know, because what he's doing is he's allowing for the lies and he's breaking down the truth. If you can't discern what what's right and what's wrong, you can't come to any type of um, reasonable conclusion about anything, and that's what we need. We need reasonable conclusions. If the if the reasonable con- conclusion. Um, brings you to loading up your loading up your AK and going out and hunting in the black neighborhood. If it's reasonable, then sure. But I haven't heard a reasonable fucking. I haven't re- heard a reasonable like you know resolution for actually doing that, or yeah. vice versa, or, or vice, vice versa. You know, so I that that right there will tell you I'm open for anything because I understand that the enemy is not is not us, but the enemy sometimes is us. Unfortunately, like this detective said, you know, sometimes it is us and that's what we we have to watch out for. We
1: definitely we definitely eat ourselves at times, Mm -hmm. but the vast majority of the time is something from without that's eating us. Yeah. You know what I mean? Every every now and then. Yeah, we 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 self-inflicted.
3: Brother Lancaster, you know, I that you're you're right. uh, You're right but I want to qualify that by saying that a lot of the self-destructive things we do comes out of the indoctrination that we,
1: yes, think, sir. You yes, know
3: what sir. I mean? We, so it's, it's still not ultimately our fault. You know what I mean? Even though we do we right. self-harm things is the conditioning It's the we, 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 we're put into a situation where, you know, we've led, some of us are led to believe that is the best, path for us in the self-destructive path through conditioning to put repeated imagery you know what i mean you know we we i i see people line up at the mcdonald's drive-thru at two o'clock in the morning it's like yo what makes you think that eating that is going to be good for you at any right. time of the day much less two o'clock you're yeah. you waiting on line in the drive through at two for something that ain't good for you. Yeah. Well, you gotta yeah. you
2: gotta soak up that poison you've been drinking for the last
0: six hours. <laughs> <laughs> Let's keep it right. real. So. Yeah. White that's castles. A, now. Yeah, that's that's the funny. White Castles, the murder that's burgers. It. You like them in and out. You like murder going burgers. in. Just, you, you, wanna, you wanna soak up the alcohol tonight and you wanna get purge everything in the morning. <laughs> that's what White Castle's for. Yeah. White castle's for the dedicated. You gotta be you gotta be ready for that. Dude, I, gotta, I,
2: gotta, I, gotta give, I gotta give some props to White Castle though, because they started doing impossible sliders. So, you know, it's possible even for my uh my vegans who uh my vegan friends who you know need to need to turn up on a Saturday night and well, go get a meal at the end. Man.
1: The the beef the beef ain't even beef. It that's that's impossible too. <laughs> so, so, what's the difference?
0: <laughs> it's right. Right. You're right. There, there you right, you right. There you go, there you go, gentlemen. You know, while we while we have a laugh, I'm gonna end the show right now. I'm trying to keep us down to a normal time most times. So, Winston Michael, brothers down. Uh, yeah, really? but, no, yeah, yeah, that's my goal, Winston Michael. No,
3: we didn't get into the Black Messiah and 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 and, and Judas now that i wanted to mention that a little bit if we can give me a couple of minutes a couple
0: more minutes okay a couple more
3: minutes baby because um that goes directly to the cointelpro doctrine cointelpro was an official fbi program right that referred to stopping the emergence of a black messiah that might galvanize the black community and other communities That, that so the black messiah which was used in the title of this movie is taken directly out of the CIA COINTELPRO policy, mm. and their, the use of a Judas to undermine the, the uh, Black Panther Party efforts is right out of the COINTELPRO playbook.
0: Well, if you believe so, if you believe in the Bible, then that's actually um, it. Just stays true to the hue, you know, Jesus, the Black Messiah and judas you know his his black compatriot now we in right now in 1967 that was you know it just repeated itself
3: yeah i mean and then that's how they got to get from they got to get us from the inside
0: they get they always get us from the inside you know i would love to i really want to get into this even more this is why this is why like you know the podcast is supposed to be one one per week but you know, we're up to pretty much doing two podcasts per week right now because we've got too much good conversation going on right now. Stuff going on right now. Yeah, stuff man. going on there's right there's now. Stuff
3: going on. There's so much to talk about.
0: You know, and brother Winston, so like so you know, we I appreciate. I know you're busy. I know you're busy with your hospital schedule. You're probably the hardest guest that that I have to, you know, to actually schedule in advance. We talked two weeks. Of, we got you in here after two weeks here. You know, so it's not like a fly by night thing. It's like, but we are we're back here, and I just want to give you a round of applause for being yourself, yes, standing you. up, and this
3: is you know, and teaching. Spend and keep- time with such quality brothers, who, you know, thinking brothers, you know, uh, who are uh, uh, able to look at the world with uh, unbiased eyes, make assessments, come to conclusion, and articulate their perspective so well. It's my pleasure to be among you guys.
0: Thank Yo, you. We are all here just to share knowledge. And on that, that's why I'm going to give you, Grant Lancaster, a round of applause. Well, thank you, sir. Oh. There you go. I'll take it. And um, I know Rob is sitting here waiting for the joke, but you know what? <laughs> Everybody's waiting for the joke. Everybody's waiting <laughs> for the joke. <laughs> right. But, you know, it's nothing but, it's nothing but love between me and Mr. Rob Brooks. You know, he's my this is my ace boon. You know I'm gonna leave that other word out. This is my ace boom forever and everything, ride or die partner and everything. So Robert Brooks, nothing but nice things. I want nothing but nice things for you. Give yourself a round of applause. Thank you, brother. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And I'm just gonna take the I'm gonna take the last word on this podcast because, um, you know, Winston. I love I love that you come in. You, you give us all this information. And, like, you know, you're not afraid to share your knowledge. You're not afraid to share your, your point of view. And that's something that a lot of people are, are, are like, lacking today. Courage, you know, just the courage of your convictions to speak up. And when you see something that's not right, whether it's white, black, you know, rich, poor, good or bad, you know, or good only, people are afraid to speak up and speak their mind and share that knowledge. And I appreciate that, you know, from from you. And, you know, we have to, we have to learn as, as people to forgive. You know, not forget, forgive. See, as black people, we have a, we have a problem. We're always forgiving people for things that they do. And si- simultaneously, we think that forgive means forget. That means, like, drop your guard around these people. You can't drop your guard. But we have to continue to be the people that we are by our nature. And our nature is one that we have. We're thinking people. We're understanding people. If things aren't working out for you, it's probably because of the fact that you're just in the wrong situation, brother. You know, you're in the wrong mindset, the wrong mental frame, the wrong you know, state of mind. We love people, and everything. man. That's yep.
3: been our, our strength and our weakness. We yes. love these people. We we love we love passionately and we trust. And if it wasn't for our loving nature, we wouldn't be in a situation that we are in now. Cause we, we, uh, we're operating on a higher level. Of uh, love and a high frequency, we let lower level of thinking into
0: infiltrate. You yep. know
3: what I mean, and and, and they, they they took our power, and I was using it against us. You know what I mean. But we but can take it we, back. We still we still are the uh, we're holders of the power. We just are not exercising that.
0: Yes, the know know? power is within us all, and that's the point. Oh. Forgive your brother and allow your brother and your sister to be the best that they oh. can possibly be, and everything. And on that note. This is actually the last episode of the first season of Born in Trouble. And I'll let you guys know why it's called, why I'm ending the season right here and now. And that's because, like, by the time our next episode comes up, it's going to be my mother's birthday. So. Yeah. I know you two brothers knew Miss Mary. That's my mom. I'd like to give her all the, love and, all the love and kisses and hugs. And I w- I can't wait to see you again. And you know for, don't be in a
2: rush to go see her. I'm
0: not in a rush. I'm not yeah. in a rush, yeah. you know. I'm not in a rush, but born in trouble, final episode of the season. Thank you, gentlemen, for showing up and y'all have a good night. Peace. Thank you. Good
3: night. Good night, Peace. brother. Peace. Peace. Hello, Discover here to
1: explain our cash back match. Here's how it works. We give you cash back for using your Discover card on the things you were going to buy anyway. Then we match that cash back in your first year. And that's why we call it Cashback Match. Now to recap and say cashback one more time. We match all the cashback you've earned at the end of your first year automatically. Discover. Exceptionally common sense. Learn more at discover.com match. Limitations apply.